It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Jessica Rosenthal. The push for electric cars, even wind and solar energy, requires critical minerals like lithium, nickel, cobalt, manganese, and graphite. Rare earth elements are essential for both common items we already rely on, but for the technology we may be reliant upon in the future. America does have access to some of these key resources, but China continues to dominate the critical mineral market. After serving as the governor of Texas, Rick Perry served as the energy secretary during the Trump administration. And we recently spoke with him on the Fox News Rundown from Washington podcast to discuss the importance of these minerals and the need for America to be the leader in the market. He also discussed not just the need for more critical mineral mining in America, but why he thinks becoming energy independent is critical to the country's success and security. We made edits for time, but thought you might like to hear this full conversation with the former governor and energy secretary. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Weekday Rundown podcast. Now, here's Rick Perry on the Fox News Rundown Extra. We want some thoughts on critical minerals. And as you are still up to date uh, on energy, uh, wanted to get your thoughts about, um, I guess, what we need to do. And I think my first question for you um, is how how significant do you think this fight is going to be for critical minerals? Because they go into all of the things that not only that we that we have right now, but that we're going to need or that people are telling us we're going to need, right? Like electric vehicle batteries, wind turbines, solar panels. They all need apparently, what, lithium, cobalt. Um, what should we expect in the next, uh, I guess, decade? Yeah, and, and probably some uh, minerals out there that we haven't uh, identified yet as being part of the uh, um, critical minerals that uh, are going to be used. I mean, that's one of the great things about America is that we are innovators. We've historically been innovators, and uh, that's uh, incredibly important uh, to the future of the world, actually. Um, you think about over the last well, let's just say the last century, uh, the vast majority of the innovation that's changed the world came from America. And, uh, you know, whether it's been in the inter- uh, the IT world, uh, whether it's been in the EV world, you know, going, going to space. Now, there's some other folks out there that have been semi-competitors, but nobody's done it like the U.S. I think we, uh, we, we, got, we have that trophy uh, and we need to keep it. So directly to your question about critical minerals and what we as a government, and I'm I'm going to talk about both the federal government and and state governments, because state governments have uh, a role in this as well. From time to time, the federal government will be behind the states when it comes to some of these uh, uh, particularly regulatory environments. But let's just, I'm going to say, what are three things that the federal government could do and one of them is going to be to recognize and to allocate capital to these promising U.S. resources. Yeah. For instance, there are some areas in the country. Uh, I have uh, knowledge of, of uh, uh, lithium uh, processing technology uh, that I came across as the secretary of, of, of energy uh, that is based 
in Southern California uh, around, well, actually on the Salton Sea, oh. uh, retrie- retrieving that brine. And this technology uh, has the ability to separate out the lithium uh, molecules. Uh, I think there's some cobalt, maybe some nickel and other uh, rare earth minerals. So, you know, recognizing that we have these deposits in various places around the United States, I think there is, uh, I think there's some uh, on the East Coast over in the Carolinas, actually, uh, I think there's some lithium mining going on in North Carolina, as my memory serves me. There's some mining going on in Arkansas. There is a substantial um, deposit in far west Texas. Uh, it's a it's a deposit called Round Top Mountain. And uh, they are just becoming on everyone's radar screen, so to speak, because of the potential size of the deposits there. Uh, I think they still have a way uh, a ways to go from the standpoint of of getting it online. And that brings us to the second, I think, very important thing that uh, the federal government and the state governments can do uh, to help uh, in this process, and that is to streamline the permitting process. Right. Don't make it hard. I mean, yeah. So one of the things I learned as a governor is to, to, to govern, there's only four things that you need to get right. Now, you can get in the way and do, you know, get distracted and do a bunch of other stuff, which government tends to do. But don't overtax, don't overregulate, don't overlitigate, and have a skilled workforce. And skilled workforce basically translates into having a accountable public schools so that, you know, you're, you're developing the workforce that the private sector needs to go, right. to, to go forward. So those are the four things. It's really pretty simple, you know, finding the people to understand that and get elected to those offices and stay focused on that's a, a challenge from time to time. The Will Kane Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Kane as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. When you hear President Biden stand next to Canada's prime minister in, in March and say, we need Canada's minerals... He said, we don't have the minerals to mine, and you do. You don't want to produce or turn them into product, and we do. That It just sounds like you're saying that that's not accurate. We do have the, the minerals to mine here. Yeah, we do. Uh, this is not the first time that uh, President Biden has uh, misrepresented uh, the truth, uh, whether it's uh, on fossil fuels. And, and, I, and I don't want this to turn into a... Uh, you know, just to bashing the, the current administration, but they make it so easy from time to time. Uh, fossil fuels are the, the basis of the American economy. If you were to remove fossil fuels from the American economy by 2030, as, as they seem to think is their goal, uh, it would be devastating. Uh, it'd be devastating not just to the American economy, it'd be devastating to people around the world, because if you... If, if, if you salute the flag of the John Kerry parade and, and the environmental activists that uh, uh, seem to follow him and his ilk, then here's your result. You are telling literally hundreds of millions of people, if not billions of people around the world, 
you're just not going to live any better life than you have today. Most likely you're going to die and die an early death because you don't have access to the electrons that would get delivered to your community by the use of fossil fuels. Uh, natural gas is a clean burning fuel. I have no idea why this administration doesn't recognize that uh, uh, the, the, the clean burning uh, aspect of natural gas, which America has an extraordinary abundance of, uh, and actively moving uh, that fuel into China, into India, places that are really putting out substantial amount of emissions. Right. Um, so, you know, my, my point is that fossil fuels are going to play a very, very important role in the world for a long time into the future. So I guess they'll this, also play some role in actually doing the mining of the of the critical well, minerals. And I wanted to ask you about that. I wanted to ask you about that because it, it seems like I'm, I keep reading that Biden administration um, is putting pauses on, you know, a mine in Arizona, a, 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 a very long road in Alaska to a copper and cobalt mine, uh, a potential yeah. mine in Minnesota. What's what's happening here with these these pauses or these denials of, of mining for these minerals that we need for the EV batteries and the solar panels? Well, that, that fits nicely into number two that I laid out, which is streamlining the permitting process. Uh, if, if you are blockading the permitting process in, in any of a, uh, of a number of ways, then uh, you're doing your best to stop um, any movement towards making, you know, it, it's, it's so counterintuitive. You have this administration that's standing up and saying, uh, EVs are the way to go. We're going to, you know, we're going to give incentives to all of these companies to create uh, electrical vehicles and the batteries that are there. And we're going to save the planet with uh, zero emissions, et cetera, et cetera. Then on the other hand, you have them standing in the way of the mining of these minerals that are tantamount to whether or not you're going to have uh, an EV. Now, either they're incredibly short-sighted uh, or there's something else going on there. Now, I, I'm I'm not a conspiracy theorist here, but the only other place in the world uh, that these minerals are in abundance are the country that controls these minerals around the globe is China. Right. So China's clearly shown us that they're not our friend. Now, do we do business with people that may not love us? Sure, we do that all the time, but that's okay. Uh, but to make decisions that clearly give a benefit to a sworn opponent of ours who their goal is to become the most influential uh, country in the world is not good public policy. Uh, and and so it's then, certainly not in the best interest of this country. So that, yeah. So then is it an, is it a national security issue? Like could somebody... Absolutely. make that argument that we you know we need the permitting reform we need to mine these things and yes there are environmental concerns but but can't we do i mean even if there are environmental concerns can't we do it in a way that's probably much cleaner than china would mine for critical minerals over there yeah and it and it's again it goes back to innovation and the united states ability uh to innovate and come up with new safer cleaner ways to I give you a great example, nuclear power. 
And, and this administration appears to not be a big fan of nuclear power either. You never see them talk about it. And historically, I'm a child of the 60s, okay? I was, you know, going to high school in the 60s when uh, the nuclear uh, war was uh, staring us right in the face. And uh, you, you won't remember this. You're not old enough. But uh, uh, Lyndon Johnson did an ad where they pulled the petals off of a daisy. Yeah, We only had this much time left before the... Uh, the Russians blew up a nuclear weapon, and that scared people. And then we saw Three Mile Island and Chernobyl and Fukushima, and those historically old technology nuclear reactors uh, scared people about nuclear yeah. uh, power. So today we have walk-away safe, small modular reactors uh, that are becoming economically sound. And again, the government's lack of expedition of getting these permits into place. I mean, if you really care about the environment, wouldn't you think walk away safe, zero emission, small modular reactors would be at the front of your uh, of your parade, the tip of your spear to go address this issue uh, of, of climate? So, you know, there's just so many uh, things that are uh, you know, almost psychotic here out of this administration uh, from the standpoint of, you know, whipsawing you back and forth. Oh, gosh, you know, Canada, you guys, you guys bring the, the minerals to bear because we don't have any. Yes, we do, Mr. President. We got a lot of minerals and we know how to deliver them and we know how to deliver them the most environmentally uh, friendly of any country in the world. And, and 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 that and that brings me to the third thing uh, that I wanted to to mention, and that is to uh, understand that we're going to require uh, suppliers and significant investment uh, in the supply chain, uh, and, and obviously that reason is what we've already talked about is okay. so that we are not vulnerable to being held hostage by those that do have these minerals and are going to go mine them uh, in places like Africa. And you can bet that the environment and the people uh, that are being used to mine these are not going to be anywhere near as good as what we would do in, let's say, North America. Mm-hmm. I got one more for you. You know, we've heard a lot of hearings, especially this year, about our grid infrastructure. And at one hearing, the head of FERC, uh, Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, told the senators, we have a looming reliability crisis in our electricity markets. And a one commissioner used the word catastrophic. Um, he, he was talking about um, the pace of power plant retirements, to be specific. So if, if we're going to all be expected to rely on electricity, where's all the electricity going to come from if our, if our grids aren't up to task? Yeah, good point. And you don't have to look anywhere, uh, even outside of my home state that I dearly love. Uh, I was a big proponent of uh, bringing wind industry, uh, wind energy uh, into the state of Texas back in the early 2000s. Uh, Natural gas was $14 in MCF. We had only uh, old gas plants or gas plants and old coal plants and a couple of nuclear plants. And we saw gas going to $14 in MCF. So we looked at some alternatives. Wind at that particular point in time seemed to be a, uh, a legitimate alternative. I made the statement privately and probably publicly as well 
that if we could get to 15% of our dispatchable energy with um, re- renewables, and at that particular point in time, it was almost all um, wind, solar hadn't become economically feasible. But if we could get to 15%, we would be just really serving ourselves and having some alternatives, having another tool in your toolbox, so to speak. Uh, that was in about 2005. Well, fast forward now, 15, 16, well, 17 years later, and today, at the end of 2023, the great state of Texas, this massive energy-producing state, and when I'm talking about energy here, I'm talking about uh, fossil fuel energy-producing state, literally 200-plus years of of, uh, natural gas that we know about. That state is reliant upon renewables for 46% of our dispatchable energy. Mm. And what happened is, you know, the federal government uh, and giving their incentives, again, governing is pretty easy. Uh, Those four things that you have to do, you incentivize what you want more of, you tax what you want less of. So giving incentives to wind and to solar the way that they did is, you know, these businesses looked at it and went, well, of course, let's go build wind energy. And the state, I will criticize them just a little bit here. uh, The state should have been giving some incentives to the fossil fuel and the uh, uh, SMR, uh, small modular reactor uh, industry as well, to bring them in for base loads. Because mm-hmm. what happened in 2021, there are, you know, the Houston Chronicle and some University of Texas professor, I think his last name is Weber, uh, they basically are in cahoots uh, on the story that the reason Texas had this problem was because the natural gas froze up. And that is just an absolute and total lie. Uh, it, it is not correct. Now, d- did we have problems across the board? We did. But had it not been for fossil fuels, in the state of Texas, natural gas in particular, the grid would have collapsed. And that is a catastrophic event. As it was, fossil fuels kept the grid up. Uh, but the first the first power supplies offline in 2021 were wind and solar. And so, you know, people need to quit, you know, just defending their positions because they're invested in them so much. And really look at what's in the best interest of the, of the people of this country. Uh, there's nothing wrong with wind, nothing wrong with solar as uh, part of your portfolio. But the idea that we're going to power this country with wind and solar is a fool's errand. And so fossil fuels and nuclear power are where we need to be focusing. And if if we get that right, not only will the environment uh, be better served, uh, but people will be able to turn on the lights and power their homes, cool them in the summertime, heat them in the winter when they need it. Former Energy Secretary and former Governor of Texas, Rick Perry, thank you for joining us. You're more than welcome. 
You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at guybensonshow.com.